Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with us here today. I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad to spend some time with you to be able to, all of us together, upload ourselves, to up-level ourselves, to upgrade ourselves, to take ourselves up to a newer, higher, and better level. Because today we want to talk about some of the things that it takes to clear ourselves, to be clearly clear is really the way I want to think about that all in this entire episode. The whole time I want you to be thinking about, am I clear? But am I clearly clear? Clarity is so powerful. There is perhaps nothing quite like the power that comes from true clarity. Because when you are really clearly clear, I love that phrase. I'm sorry if it drives you crazy. Um, But when you are, then you have answers to things. You begin to see that there are possibilities inside of that very thing that felt absolutely impossible. You find yourself saying, oh, wow, wait a minute. Look at that. I didn't see that before. I didn't know that was there. I didn't know it was possible. And now, all of the sudden, it not only seems possible, but it's an exciting, overwhelming, wow, opportunity for you to be able to be something that perhaps you never really thought you were going to. And for you to do something that blows your own mind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know how amazing you are and I know you're going to make a huge difference in this world and that there will be people whose minds will be blown by the incredibleness that is you. I have no question about that. That's kind of just a byproduct of being a thriving entrepreneur. But I want you to get to that point where you find yourself blowing your own mind where you're like, wow. It's in those moments that you can wow yourself because we're so hard on ourselves. We take all of the messages from our past, all of the things that others have said to us, but let's be real, worse than that, all of the things that we've said to ourselves And we blow them up to the point where they're now what's defining our reality. And we're so rough on ourselves that when we do something amazing, we don't even see it. When someone comes up to us and says, wow, that was so cool. We're like, eh, it was no big deal, right? And if we don't say that, if we, um, you know, externally say the, you know, quote unquote right thing, And we're like, oh, well, thank you very much. Or it was my privilege. Or I'm really honored to be able to have done that. Do any of those sound familiar to you too? Even as I'm saying them, I'm calling myself out. Um, You know, and it's so easy to just do that. But what's really happening in the back of our mind is we're like, wasn't that big of a deal? Or we totally have already diminished it so much that there's, it's like a giant brick wall. And so even if we're like, hey, that was really cool. Somebody really thought that was awesome. And we tried to run to that place of saying, wow, that was really awesome about ourselves. We smash headline into that brick wall that we've created so fully 
from the things that we've said and the things that we've done to ourselves. I mean, they started often, most of the time, probably even from messages that other people have said to us about us not being good enough and all of the gunk that the world dumps on the wonderful small child that we were born full of hope and wonder. And now we've walled ourselves into less than who we were because we began to believe those messages. We began to reiterate those messages by saying to ourselves those very things that those people used to say to us. And so now it's not them anymore. I remember one time, and and the first time I heard it, it resonated immediately, but it was very shocking to think of. Um, And I've heard it so many times since. We have this thing, this event that happened in our lives with another person. And it doesn't matter. It could be a parent, a sibling, um, a complete stranger. You know, and and maybe sometimes those are even worse is somebody that offends you that they didn't even know you. Um, in fact, they may not have even known you were there when they were offending you. Um, but whether it be somebody closely personal to us or a complete stranger, that incident happened. Now, here's the thing and here's the message that I heard and have repeated so many times. That person moved on with their life. It, in almost every case, had no impact on them. Now, I'm not talking about the times when, like, uh, you know, later on your mom comes back to you and says, Hi, Mom, I love you. (laughs) Your mom comes back to you and says, You know, I, you know, I just really blew it. Or, um, you know, I feel so bad about this particular thing. And um, in those particular incidences, um, if you're like me, you're probably like, I didn't even remember it. You know, it, it, because you're on the other side of that fence, but the same thing happens in reverse with us. So we have something that offends us, wounds us deeply. And the person is never going to come back and say they're sorry. Um, you know, it's not a misunderstanding that we move past. It's something that becomes part of our permanent story. And those things go back all the way until, you know, the minute we came out of the womb, we start collecting those kind of things and writing this story that may or may not, in most cases, is not really true. But it's the things that we defined, we collected, and now that's the walls that we've created around ourselves. And so we live a life of less than. And while we're doing that, while we're still beating ourselves up over that offense that somebody, somebody super close to us or a complete stranger did to us that one day that still has a marked impression on our lives, that person doesn't even remember. That person has moved on. They're living their life. Um, You know, the most real that that becomes, unfortunately, is with massively abusive people. Um, And I've done enough book sessions and and counseling sessions and different things with people. There are some people out there that um, only expletives could describe how horrible they are as people. Or at least how horribly they treated you. And uh, there are some of you that are really dealing with some real wounds, some horrible things that should never, ever happen to a person at any age, but especially not as a small child. And now you walk around with the pain of that person's action. But again, we have to understand, for that abuser, almost always, if not always, they're off living their life. They're just being the same jerk that they were and thinking they're awesome because often, almost all the time, they don't see what they did as wrong. Now, all of us tend to protect ourselves that way in some respects, and there are things that we've done that have been potentially even egregious offenses to others. 
And we try as best as we can. Sometimes we even have to generically say, you know, hey, if I've ever offended you, I'm so sorry. And sometimes we even have to put that out, just like I just said it um, here on the show. Uh, you know, we have to put it out into the universe and let anyone within the sound of our voice who may hear it that has taken offense know that wasn't our intent. But I'm not talking about soft-hearted people like you. I'm talking about those who are going to continue on with that. They're not sorry. They're continuing on with their life. And you're living the life that you allowed to be created from that incident. I'm not saying that incident wasn't horrible. But what I am saying is that you now have a choice and a chance to move beyond that. To become clearly clear about who you are, what you do in this world, how amazingly incredible you are, and how you're going to show up in this world. And then go out and be that person in the world today. To be that thriving entrepreneur that you're meant to be. I know you want it. I know we all have those things that we're struggling through, that we're working our way through. And that's okay. This isn't meant at all in judgment. It's just purely here and some great guests to help you move from the pain that may have been to a new and clearer understanding of yourself. To clearly know you and to live clearly clear. To live as a thriving entrepreneur. I want that for you. I hope that these guests today can really help you with that. So let's take our first quick commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Today we're talking about being clearly clear about getting to a place where you really truly are really in love with you, that you clearly understand who you are and that you're living an amazing, clear life of clear understanding, of clear values, but most of all that you're thriving in all that you do. So as we look at clarity, as we look at understanding clearly who we are, the first thing we want to talk about is gratitude. There is nothing like being grateful that will work to move us from what was to what is possible. And I hope that you will be able to embrace the possibilities that are going to come up as we talk to this international best-selling author. Join me in welcoming Rovan Dion. How are you doing today, Rovan? Oh, I'm doing just great, Steve. Just doing really wonderful, doing really awesome. I'm so glad to hear it. So got another great book we want to talk about today. So Hum Grateful Journal. Um, really excited to jump into this with you. Tell us first a little bit, though, about who you are and how you show up in the world. 
Uh, I like to say that I'm a, what they call a change agent. So uh, I am a results coach and results strategist. And what I really like to do is to really help people um, just have them to create their lives the way they want it to be designed. And I love coaching different artists and different people and people that are really out to cause some, some change for themselves in the world. And I just really love coaching people as well. Perfect. Um, and so this is a, a gratitude journal. Um, it, it's intended for people to write in and do all that kind of stuff with. Mm. So tell us a little bit about what inspired you to create it. I tell you, Steve, it's, it, they say there's always a story to something, <laughs> right? So, you know, as we began to go through this pandemic, um, you know, I just, you know, a person who's really out to cause change in the world and really be there for people, um, this, this virus, this coronavirus really had me to go into sort of like a hiding place like really didn't know what to do, a uh, little fearful. Um, and I'm also a, 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 an educator as well. So on the last day, it was like uh, June, maybe 26 or so, I was sitting down on my back porch and I was just happening to be enjoying the day and what have you. And, and all of a sudden, you know, um, there was smoke that bellowed into my back porch to just make the story a little short. Um, and, and I ended up getting carbon monoxide poisoning. So luckily I jumped up, I walked about two or three steps inside of the house and collapsed. Right. So the next thing I know, the ambulance is here and, and they're taking me to the hospital and, and, and that was that. And so that was even more freer. That was, you know, what I was already dealing with and said, you know, I said, all those things that I said that I was gonna put off and all those things that I said that I was gonna to do tomorrow, well, guess what? Tomorrow isn't really promised. And one thing that I can say is that what I can do in this moment is to be grateful. And I didn't know what to do in order to spread that. And, and then that's how the journal was born. People are just going through just so much. The country is now in healing. And this book serves, this journal, is, is just there to fulfill that void for people to just really be at peace, you know, have harmony, you know, in, in their spirit and, and, and be at a profound peace. Mm, peace. That's such a tough one for all of us at some point or another, you know, sometimes all the time, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, what, uh, for somebody who, for whatever reason, they maybe have never really experienced it, uh, give us a good definition for what it feels like to be at peace. Oh, man, is there is a, a completeness, um, a wholeness. Um, there's this um, enlightenedness to it, um, almost divine, just, just really at ease. Um, just, just harmony, one wholeness. It's, it's just really that Zen. And, you know, we've all felt that Steve, we've all felt that, that time that we were our most happiest, uh, when we're at our lightest, where we're at our greatest. And it's just, as you know, it's already inside of us. We're just, just getting back to that place. So I have a question I've asked for you know, several people that are in your same space. How would you define the difference between happiness and joy? Mm. Happiness. Well, they're both great. Let's just say that. <laughs> you know, for me, happiness is, you know, when I think of happiness, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's something we experience throughout our lives. And it, we're not always present to happiness. It's kind of like happiness can happen on autopilot and we experience it from time to time. Um, joy, joy is something that you're you experience joy when you're totally present to it, where you add no meaning to it. You don't try to create it. It is just something that illuminates from within. And it's something that's, that's profoundly powerful 
uh, that one can really just experience? I always say, you know, joy is the ability to believe in the darkest of nights mm. that there still will be a dawn. I love that, Steve. I absolutely love that. So walk us through a little bit. I mean, of course, obviously people need to get the journal in order to be able to do all of it, but walk us through a little bit um, the intention and how the process of the journal works. Yeah, so the journal was designed in such a way um, where you will be able to just you know, the whole thing is to be able to create for yourself an attitude of gratitude in, in five minutes or less a day, right? So basically you will journal in the morning, you know, you wake up and you just kind of like look around and just be present to what you're grateful for, right? And then we'll do the same thing in the, at the nighttime, preferably like right before you go to bed, like after you've gone through your day, and then you just really just just get present to all the things in which you are grateful for that that happened during that day. And as the week go on, you kind of have like a, 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 a kind of like an end of the week kind of reflection as well to kind of summarize that. But one of the things that I did want to put in there is that I didn't want people to just journal and just kind of just not be present to what's happening. And so what I really wanted people to do is begin to just like go inward and really take on a new way of being for that week. So I have these kind of like these I am moments inside of the journal. And that's your opportunity to take on something new. And what I mean by that is like, say, for, for example, for this week, it said, I am, let's just say I am joy. Let's say you're just going to take that on as a new way of being for this week and see what shows up. So as I begin to go through my day in and out, if I am joy, I show up differently in the world. And so if you show up differently in the world, new things begin to open up to you, different spaces, people treat you different. Um, you see the world different if you're exuding and being joy your whole experience becomes different. So if you really take those I am parts powerfully and create that for yourself, that in and of itself is a transformation. Mm. Wow, that's good. So do you have some examples? I mean, tell me about some people that have gone through some part or all of this 90 day journey with you. Yeah, we have some people that's gone through through this um, this journaling with me, and it's 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 really great to see what happens. Now, people start like I said because it's a transformative type of thing. You know, they may they may start out having maybe some type of um, maybe depression, or they may have some anxieties, or just really bogged down, or some low self esteem, or whatever it, it is. And as they begin to go through the journal, because they have these I am or new ways of being on or a way of creating themselves, they go from a place where they're not no longer a being at the effects of life, but they begin to create their lives and create a new future for themselves to live into, which is the absolute ultimate. Mm, absolute ultimate. Oh. Um, yeah, paint a picture for, for me. What, what is absolute ultimate life? What, what would that look like? Absolute ultimate is living life on your terms. And when you're talking about, see, it's one thing to, uh, maybe perhaps, uh, run across joy, but imagine if you can create for, for that, for yourself at will, like anytime you want it to, that you can actually step into joy or you can step into amazing, you know, you, you can just create that at any time. And that's the power of creating a life on your own terms, you know, stepping in and creating those things for yourselves. So it's not, it's no longer you being an autopilot, which unfortunately most people are. They're just kind of like going through life. They're going through their jobs. They're dealing with their kids. They're dealing with the virus. They're dealing with Black Lives Matter. They're dealing with all these things being at the effects of life. And what this allows you to do is to take the ownership back, take the reins back, become present in the now, and then create your life by design, you know, creating that 
ultimate place for you, whatever that is for you. And no one can define what that is except you. And you have full power to do that. So there's always people that are resistant to change, um, even when they're, you know what I'm saying? Even when what they need to change is their grumpiness. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's going to happen to us if we don't make the change and learn to live a life of gratitude? Well, the, the, the thing is, is that, you know, it, you'll continue to be the same and you already know what that's like. Okay, that that could be and you could be totally okay with that. Like you don't need to do this because some people, as you said, Steve, are comfortable being who they are, being the way they are. They get a comfortableness around those not so, you know, those negative things. Um, They're just used to it now. Right. And so nothing will happen other than that their lives will stay the same. And so this is an opportunity to step outside of that and create something brand new for yourself um, that's, that, that's fully in your control and your own divine creation. Ooh. And that's what we need to be. We need to be creators of our life and our destiny mm. rather than just observers of what the heck's happening to us. <laughs> and that's a lot happening. <laughs> that's a lot happening. Right. So, um, you know, and absolutely people need to get the book, but for a person who's just really, I mean, maybe they're even a little scared. They've never done any kind yeah. of thing like that. Yeah. What's a, what's a first step even before getting the book that they could learn to be grateful being grateful could be just as simple as being present to what you already have just a simple uh something if you if you can't gravitate towards gratitude just think of this one small thing look in your life like really look at your life and just say what am I thankful for? Even if it was just, I woke up this morning and I can breathe or I'm alive. Just start there just being grateful. And you, as you begin to peel back the onion layers, you will begin to see that there's a lot of things, no matter how bad you think there is in your life, there is always something to be grateful for, something to be thankful for. And so start small if you have to. Just start very, very small and then grow. And this journal is designed for that. You don't have to have, thank goodness, you don't have to have a, a PhD or a master's degree to really be grateful for something. Start small, go through your day and say, I, this was, and, and be honest. Like sometimes we have crummy days. Let's just be honest. That didn't go right. That didn't go right. And then you can just talk that out. That didn't go right. But you know, this one thing, you know, that was not so bad. I guess I can be thankful for that. And that'll begin to open up the gift of being grateful. I love that phrase, the gift of being grateful. That's, that's, I'm keeping that. <laughs> free to, free to have it. <laughs> but it is, it is, Steve, it, it really is a gift that it's more, it's one of the most profound gifts that one can give to themselves. So the book is called So Hum Grateful. And I've been meaning to ask you, I should have asked this way at the beginning of the, of the interview, but where did the title So Hum Grateful come from? You know, it's, I, I'm a creative, let me just say that. Um, and, and, and this is my second, this is my second bestseller book. And, uh, you know, so this is my, sec my second time becoming an international bestselling author. And just like the first title of my first book, like you already have it, The Survival Guide to Life. It was just one of those things that just kind of came to me. But what I'm finding out is when I begin to stand still and let things come to me, 
it ends up usually being very spiritual and very enlightening when I get quiet. And as soon as it came to me and I said it, it was just so hum, you know, so that I am grateful, right? And it was just so, so very perfect. And it, it, it has to do a lot. And, you know, this is what I will say to people who are either looking to write a book or create something, be authentic to yourself. If you happen to be a funny person, be funny. If you happen to be a serious person, be serious. If you tend to be analytical, be that. If you tend to be uh, a very spiritual kind of person, be that, embrace that. And, and things will just naturally just, just appear because then there's no resistance and there's no fight. And so this is kind of like how this title came to me. It was just one of those things where, you know, it was just one of those very spiritual divine kind of things in the same vein as, as the first book. Um, and it's just, you know, it just tends to just really, be, um, you know, be at home with that. And if a person wants to go deeper with you than just the journal, how would they get in contact with you? Um, well, of course, they can always DM me on Facebook, of course, you know, um, you, you know, they can always do that. Uh, that's probably the easiest way. Um, you can go to you already have it. That's the, the, the letter U as an umbrella, umbrella, uh, you already have it dot uh, net and they can calendar uh, a session or discovery session with me if they choose. Um, you know, it's and that's what I also really like to do. I really love to coach people. Uh, I have been, you know, in the transformational space for a very long time. And um, I'm excited about my clients who I have. I mean, we've taken basketball teams to Tibet. I've worked with United Nations and brain surgeons. And it's just really been uh, one of the most rewarding things being a coach for people who are up to to things, you know, to make a difference in the world. And uh, I, I, I love that just as much as I love writing books. The book is called So Hum Grateful Journal by Rovan Dion. Rovan, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. All right, Steve, it has been my absolute pleasure. And thank you for having me once again. Let gratitude be the number one thing, the place that you live in. There is nothing better than being grateful. Uh, grateful for the smallest of things. The sun came up again today. You didn't have anything to do with that. You didn't create the world that spins around and every day we have nighttime and daytime. Be grateful for when it rains because the rain refreshes us. There's a great book by Og Mandino um, that goes would go so well together with this. I, I encourage you to get the So Hum Grateful journal. And while you're learning to be grateful, get the book by Og Mandino, The Greatest Salesman in the World. Now you're gonna say to me, Steve, I don't really wanna learn to be the greatest salesman in the world. Trust me, it's really not about selling technique. Although, as a salesperson, I can tell you that if you embrace all the things that are in it, you will be a great salesperson. But it's all about that inner stuff. It's about learning to be in love with the rain because it refreshes you and the sun for shining on your face to greet this day with love in your heart and say to everyone that you meet, I love you. Gratitude will change how you live. And the more you're grateful, the more clear you will understand yourself and the more you will clear out all of that stuff from your past and be able to and really begin to live as a thriving entrepreneur. And I so want that for you. I want you to thrive in every moment of every day of your life so that you can be a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening today to Thriving Entrepreneur. I'm so glad you're here with us. I hope that as we're moving our way through, really having a clear understanding of how amazing you are, as we're working our way through gratitude and through the stuff of our past, that you're now ready. Now that you've embraced gratitude, you're ready to be able to really begin to clear some blocks to clear those things in your past that have created those walls that are around you, that are holding you in and keeping you from being able to really thrive like you could. So if you're ready for it, I have an amazing guest that that's what she does all the time. She's worked with some huge names and some people that you've never and probably never will hear of um, working through that stuff those messages from our past, those blocks that we've created, those kind of things, so that we can really be clear and we can really understand what it feels like to thrive because we have a clear understanding of ourselves. Join me in welcoming Jennifer Longmore. Hey, Jennifer, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's been a good day so far. So. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do in the world. Well, I have been at this for 16 years full time. I started out doing intuitive readings and doing Reiki on people and all kinds of very woo things. And uh, then over time, people started asking me how, if I could teach them how to have a business like mine. And I inevitably sort of evolved more into the business coaching side of things for people that are, you know, people that are conscious entrepreneurs, I guess we could say. So I still teach people how to do the intuitive stuff, but the majority of my time is spent with entrepreneurs and helping them get out of their own way so that they can scale their business and have their business, you know, be profitable and they can do the things in the world that they want to do. So... Tell me a little bit about how you combine Reiki with business coaching. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't do Reiki anymore, but I do, um, I do what's called the Akashic Records, which is basically uh, a way to access the information that our soul has on you know, why we're here, why we came here to do what we came here to do. And uh, so when I'm coaching with people, I will just tune in right to what's going on in their energy field to see if there's any blocks that they have to moving to their next level because most more often than not the things that we need to do in our business have nothing to do with the actions we take and have way more to do with the uh, stories that we tell ourselves about whether we're worthy of it or whether we're capable or whether you know the rug's going to be pulled out from underneath us things like that so i can give people strategy and so on and i do but we do focus a lot on how do we get into right relationship with our business? How do we get into right relationship with money and so on? And how do we run our business from a place of feeling like we're in alignment with our purpose? Because I think that's the thing that keeps most people awake at night is am I you know, living my life to the fullest? And is there any more that I can do? How 
how do we really even know what our purpose is to be able to know if we're living our life to the fullest? Well, we, you know, we have to feel called to it, right? So there's all kinds of different ways that we can figure out what our purpose is, but we have to care enough about wanting to live in alignment with our purpose to even, you know, like anything, people aren't going to lose weight if they're not really motivated to lose weight, even if they say that they kind of want to be thinner. So there has to be enough of a drive for people to want to figure out why am I here? What's the meaning of life? What am I here to learn? What am I here to master? What am I here to contribute? And when people get into alignment with, with that drive and the drive is big enough to go and seek it out, then they will find it. What changes for a person who hasn't had, or maybe a better question is, can it change for a person who really hasn't had that level of drive? Can the connection can they, with the purpose, you mean? Yeah, can they really discover a drive to their purpose when they haven't been that person before? Absolutely. There's all kinds of ways that that happens. Sometimes people have, um, you know, some sort of traumatic life experience where all of a sudden they just wake up the next day and things are different, right? What matters to them changes and and who they're hanging around and what they resonate with. So there's, there's, you know, sadly, it's not like I wish that on anyone. It's just that I've talked to enough people to know that sometimes it can be something traumatic that sort of wakes people up to that. A lot of people are living in alignment with their purpose. They just wouldn't necessarily use the same language that I am, but they, they just can't help themselves. They're very driven by waking up and making a certain difference in the world. And they've always just kind of known it. You know, when I was younger, I used to sit around with my dolls and sit them cross-legged on pillows, probably like 10 different dolls and sit in a circle and teach them. And I would just talk in gobbledygook. I literally was rambling on. And then I had a deja vu moment one time when I was teaching a class and everyone was sitting around in a circle. And I had this moment where I flashed back to being five years old and saw how so much of what happens in our childhood, because I see this a lot with my clients too, will, will sort of foreshadow what we're meant to step into. But I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I just didn't think it would evolve the way it has. I thought I was actually going to go to school and become you know, an actual school teacher. And life had different plans for me and kind of sent me in a different direction. But I'm still in alignment with my purpose. It just showed up differently than what I thought it would look like. So over the course of time, you've helped a lot of different people totally unfair question. I admit this up front, but <laughs> what are some of your favorite kind of people to get to work with? Well, yes, you probably are alluding to some of the actors and so on that I've worked with. You know, it's interesting. And it's not to say this is true of all famous people, but there is something to be said for people that get paid to create illusions, right? Their whole livelihood is based on creating illusions. And when they're coming to me wanting truth, but they're just so used to living in illusion, they're interesting to work with because they are very attached to stories staying a certain way, right? So a lot of people will say they want to hear the truth, but then the truth is also, it can be very inconvenient, right? Especially if it takes us in a different direction. So uh, I definitely enjoy like I learned a lot working with that sort of population I guess you could say but uh, I found overall that they weren't that motivated to change because it would have meant giving up too much in their mind so uh, I worked a lot with professional sports players uh, people like um, NBA players and NFL players and so on and I learned a lot from them because most of them had been plucked from the inner city and they had a lot riding on their careers. And this is where I learned a lot about mindset because part of why they would eventually find me is they knew there was a deeper reason why they were sabotaging their game, why they were perfectly capable of making, you know, um, some sort of shot, but they kept having this performance anxiety or they would sprain their ankle and they would kind of know that they had sprained their ankle because it was a mindset issue as opposed to an actual performance issue. But what would happen is I had this one client, for example, that grew up with guns on the table and cocaine on the table and men coming and going. And his mom was dating different men all the time. And he had different stepdads who were, he was supposed to call them all stepdads, right? Every time a new one would come into their life. 
And um, he would always be told that he was never going to amount to anything. So he'd go to do a free, a free throw and he'd you know, be up in the air and he would hear his stepdad. And instantly he would sabotage himself because, because he, you know, was so, he was so ingrained in him that he wouldn't amount to anything that even when he did, he couldn't receive the good. So we had to expand his capacity to be able to allow good things to happen to him and allow him to, to keep the good things that were happening to him. What are the things that we tend to not get past? You know, those blocks that we could clear them. I, I don't want to in any way make it seem like that's just mm-hmm. impossible, but, but we don't. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, back to living on purpose, what I've come to realize is that we all innately want to live in alignment with our purpose, whether we articulate that or not. And when we're not living in alignment with our purpose, we, will, we still are inherently driven to live purposefully. So for example, some people will unknowingly create debt so that their purpose is to dig themselves out of debt or they will gain weight so that their purpose becomes losing weight. And to an outsider, we'll look at it and we'll see people that are literally in and out of debt all the time, needlessly, right? Because they're spending money on things they don't need to. Or people that keep saying they want to lose weight and then you see them sneaking, you know, bags of Doritos and five bags from McDonald's when there's only one person in the car, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, and so they'll create a reason to feel purposeful and they'll make something their purpose, but it's really just misdirected from what their soul is actually calling them to do. So until we get into right relationship with where we do want to be purposeful, some of these patterns will still be at play. And then of course we have, you know, believing that we're worthy and believing that we have value. And most times until we feel that stuff, we end up kind of chasing our tails because so much of how we experience the world is based on whether someone else has decided we're worthy or valuable. I like that phrase you used, what their soul is calling them to. That's a great mm-hmm. phrase. Mm. I think, maybe I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think there's an element of learning to listen. Is that true? Yeah, I would, that's a great question. <laughs> I would say that's true. We have to be still enough. I mean, one of the interesting things that's happening in the world right now is that some people are being forced to be still for a prolonged period of time and just be with themselves and have far less distraction and have far less keeping them busy. And inevitably, we're forced to then be present to what is, right? To be present to what our principles are, to be present to what our values are, to be present to whether certain ways of making money or certain friends or certain whatever are still aligned with what we truly want for ourselves. And if we've spent a great deal of time, if we've invested, I should say, a great deal of time in, uh, you know, keeping ourselves distracted, then we, you know, and someone has forced space upon us <laughs> to be present to what is right and what we truly want, it can feel pretty wobbly for people. Hmm. I wonder even myself, you know, I mean, cause it's such a weird time for all of us. Um, if, uh, you know, if that's some of it, that whole having to spend too much time with yourself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> totally. For me, it's been, you know, I, I recognize I have a lot of different privileges, but I kind of joke that I, I'm fortunate that I was born introverted because me working from home was something I was already doing. And me being able to be at home for several days at a time and not really have to be around people is, it's not, you know, I like being around people. But it's not, it doesn't feel the same to me as it does to my extroverted friends who I see are really struggling in a lot of ways right now because they get their energy from being in crowds, whereas I get my energy from being at home. I like that you put that that way because so many people, um, 
you know, they confuse introverted with socially awkward, which doesn't necessarily have anything mm -hmm. to do with it, you know. And mm -hmm. So let's talk about one more thing before I, you know, wrap things up here because I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um, you know, when we find ourselves, because again, there's a lot of us that are kind of stuck at home by ourselves. When we find ourselves staring into the abyss, as it were, of loneliness and aloneness, and the world isn't in a place where you can just go out and hang out with people, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, this is more for the extrovert, but what do we do right there along with ourselves that's, you know, powerful and it can impact that? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. Uh, I have observed, you know, I'm on social media a lot because I do a lot of business on there. And so I can see people who are extroverted really sort of <laughs> trying hard to keep it together. Uh, and, and I feel for them and I definitely feel for people that are single right now that uh, aren't able, you know, it's okay being sig single because I was single for a long time, but I'm saying like people that really can't be seeing people right now and maybe they've got parents that are, you know, at risk. I mean, there's all kinds of different situations, but for people that can't have an, a lot of human contact right now, like physical contact, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing that the people, so what I'm seeing is that folks who are making it about how can I help other people, and this is true really in any point in life, it's really hard to focus on your own problems when you're focused on helping someone else. Now, I'm not talking about getting enmeshed and getting codependent and, and really trying to save the day and be a rescuer. I'm talking about just finding out how can I be a contribution to the conversation. The conversation is happening, right? The, the powers that be have already decided that this conversation is happening. And so we get to decide how we want to participate in this conversation. Do we want to be a bystander? Do we want to be a byproduct? Do we want to be a leader of the conversation or do we want to change the conversation? And that will determine how we show up. But just sitting around in a holding pattern, waiting for things to shift. You know, we've, we've seen that that strategy isn't really working. And so we get to decide what is the role I'm going to play right now and getting involved in groups and, you know, finding people that share common beliefs and using this opportunity to get used to being uh, with ourselves or get used to meditating or maybe learn, you know, I'm talking to a lot of people that are learning a new hobby or finally getting to something that they've wanted to do, like playing guitar or learning a new language. Uh, this is what it is that we're being asked to master living in the moment. And so, how can we how can we give ourselves permission to be rather than do? Well, wow, that's a whole other show. We're gonna have to do maybe more than another 15 minutes just on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We'll still just be touching the surface. So I know uh, I know there's a ton of people that need to go deeper with you, especially with all that's going on. Somebody that wants mm. to get in contact with you and do some deeper work with you, how would they get in contact with you? Uh, well, I don't work with people one-on-one -on -one anymore, but people are welcome to participate in, in courses with me and other situations. So the best place to find me is on Facebook. I run a group called The Purpose Posse, which is a free group. And that is where people can be in the know with what's going on. And then additionally, if people go to my website, they can claim a free gift on getting more clear on their purpose and getting more clear on, you know, who they'd be in the world. And that's by visiting www.souljourneys.ca. Souljourneys.ca. Yes. Perfect. All right. Well, Jennifer, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show today. Um, and I really Thank enjoyed you. the conversation. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you. I hope that your soul feels lighter. Even as you've gone through all of this with us today, that you feel yourself in a way singing. That you're like, you know, I am a good person and I am in a really good place. Now, for some of you, there is so much we've given to you, and now there's the work that needs to be done. 
learning to be a person that is always so hum grateful, learning to take those blocks that are in our past and really truly begin to rewrite who we are, to become the person that we were always meant to be versus the person that these stories from our past have pigeonholed us into being. You don't need to live inside of those walls that you created, that were created for you, that were never meant for you. You can live in a place of true freedom. You can thrive in everything that you do. It's yours. It's how life was meant to be. It was what was created in all of the whole of the universe for you. Is your life thriving just simply being you. Now that's not me saying that, you know, and then you'll have no bad days ever again in your whole entire life. No, that's not it. We're going to have bad days. The sun's going to come up some days and some days it's going to be buried behind a cloud and it's going to be raining on us. And we can learn to become people of gratitude that in the worst of moments, when someone's screaming and hollering at us, we can hold deep within ourselves gratefulness, clarity, wholeness, wellness. We can have a right perspective of ourselves. I haven't used this phrase on you in a while, but for those of you that have been around on the show for a while, you've heard me say, true humility is a right perspective of yourself. That means that for the things that you're awesome at, saying you're awesome at it, you're actually being humble. It's when we take the thing that we do well and we diminish it, we slough it off, we say, ah, that's no big deal. That's actually another version of conceit. And I know you, I, I know you're not trying to live in conceit, so don't in any way feel like I'm accusing you of being conceited. We just don't understand. We've been taught this wrong perspective of humility, and so we deface ourselves. We diminish ourselves to be able to come across as humble. When in point of fact, the reality is, is that true humility is when you do something good, celebrate you. Be the first person to like your Facebook post. Be the first person to say, you know, I did a really great job at that. And celebrate you. Learn gratitude in all things, but even in your own life. And you will live as a thriving entrepreneur because you'll understand then that you are uniquely great. You are uniquely brilliant. Isn't it funny when I mess up? You were created for a purpose and the world does need you. Please know that we need you to share who you are with the world because we all are better people for it. We're grateful for you. Now it's your turn to also be grateful for you as you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, I hope that you have an amazingly great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. who's on a mission stand out with your brand out <laughs> check this out guys yep everything's marketing and marketing is everything your existing book can become a best-selling book or even hey like mine a number one international best-selling book in five days listen if your business isn't known by everybody it's obscurity and that's death right the same thing is true for your book if you're not happy with the way your book is performing you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling Go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You